Hi listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, aka FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families would be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. One of the ways by which you go deeper with God is to be excited about church. Is to be excited about church. I mean, as a Christian, there's no other place to be excited but the house of God. So if we are excited about our workplaces, and we are excited about some other associations, 1990 um, O Students Association, Golf Club Association, something association, when you are coming to church, you should be excited. Yeah. When a song is raised, you should be excited. Sing with excitement. And this year, we are going deeper. This year, we are telling Michael and, I mean, all those who lead us that, look, we will not stress you to encourage us to, to flow. Are you with me? Because we will start, we'll start the excitement from our houses before we come to church. If we don't start from our houses, before we, by the time we get to the, the gate, we are excited. So we don't bring, you know, the somewhereness into the church. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to have you in church. I know that the way we sang the last song, some people were not really comfortable. No. The, the actual lyrics is what? Right? Yeah, but that's when you are communicating with someone and you are telling the person of God's majesty and greatness. Okay? He's not a local king. He's not a local champion. Our God is he's the king of kings. He comes from above. And those who are from above, they are greater than all. But when we are singing to him, we don't sing Nahinti Fisro because we are relating to him. Are you with me? That's why I sang it like that. Wahinti, because you are communicating with him. Hey, are, are we together? Because our God is not all um like somewhere, hidden in a cubicle somewhere that, you know, but he's with us. Unless we don't believe that he's here. But if he's with us, so we have to sometimes find our own words to massage the lyrics and sing to God. In order to encourage us also to, um, we are going deeper, amen, I've started preaching. I want to encourage us also to, you know, be intentional about learning local songs. Uh, I'm not saying for the church per se, but on our own. There's something about worshiping God in your native language. We are going deeper. (laughs) And God in his wisdom has created us diverse tribes and many nations. So as we learn the Maverick City, which I love, how do I know? Because I follow. Yeah. We must also learn some God songs, some Ever songs. One of these days when we come, I'll be leading the Ever songs. If you are, you, you'll be lost. <laughs> you'll be lost. So um, I'm just saying that to go deeper, we must also Get back to some of these, and sometimes go back to the 1980 songs. Kent Henry, 
Yeah. When Dad struck the chord, I knew that no, this gentleman, he's, he has been going back to those songs. That was one of my favorite songs. Take me deeper. Are we together? Right. We thank God. So if I close right now, it's powerful. If I close right now, it's, it's powerful. But last week we enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, but we don't want those who are not here to miss so much. So I want to recap so that uh, it will look like we want to enjoy the fatness of God alone. Yeah. We're looking at Luke chapter 5 from verses 1 to 11. And I think we came up with five points. Five points. So I'm going to be calling some people to help us to remember the points. <laughs> right. We thank God for this morning. Wow. We want to also appreciate Pastor Rod. Uh, Pastor Rod, I see you. I was, I, was looking for, I was looking for my father, but I've spotted him, so I'm safe. Pastor Rod, God bless you so much for the opportunity to preach. Luke 5, 1 to 11. Just in the nutshell, we learned that to go deep, we have to go back to the basic things. Because Jesus said, launch out into the deep. And he was speaking to fishermen who knew that to get big fish, you have to go into the deep. So it wasn't anything mysterious. It was a normal thing. So to go deep, we have to do the fundamental things, the basic things, the common things. Common things like quiet time. Common things like evangelism. Normal Christian evangelizes. Are we together? Yeah. So... Common thing like soaking the message, listening to the podcast. Because if you don't listen to the podcast, don't listen to the word of God, you listen to other voices. And the Bible says that no voice is without significance. Even if the significance is evil, it is still significant. Are we together? Good. Then we also mentioned that to go into the deep, we must build consistency, I mean capacity, through being consistent. And the scripture is still that verse, um, Luke 5, verse 5, when the Peter and his friends said, but we just came back. Jesus said, go again. So this year, you are going to tell God, but God, I have been praying. And you say, pray again. Because you need to build capacity. And we understood that. When it comes to experiencing all that God has said about us, it is not about God not willing to give us what we ask for. Because if we are talking about healing, what does God need healing for? If we are talking about prophecies, God doesn't need prophecies. If it's a business idea, God doesn't need it. If there's a change we want to see in our marriages, God doesn't need it, just that he'll be glorified. But we need a change. But the question is, have we built the capacity? And sometimes, as a loving father, God will say no, and no is an answer. You know, sometimes faith people don't want to hear no. Once I declare, it must happen. But sometimes I'm telling you that God will say no. Yes. And, and the no is because he loves you because if he gives you that, it will destroy you. But God doesn't want a lot of casualties in his kingdom. And that's why he takes time to build us. 
And so we develop capacity to go deep by being consistent. Thank God that last week you prayed seven hours. We are happy you have moved from five to seven. But will you do it again the next day? Are you going to repeat it next week? Are you going to do it next month? Consistency is what delivers to us capacity. And once we have the capacity, we can receive anything God has for us. So I advised that we should stop praying for some things and just build capacity. Because when you are ready, they will come. You naturally attract those things. It's like I'm repeating last week's message. Okay. Let me just summarize so that those who didn't come to church will get the podcast and listen. <laughs> Number three, what did we say? Do not be afraid to fail. In other words, do not be afraid to try again. Because in going back and forth, you may say, Lord, I have, I have tried all night. Right? That's what they said. Which means that Peter and his friends were not lazy people. We have tried. That is 100% effort. All night. But we caught nothing. And Jesus said, go again. So don't be afraid to try again. And I said that, don't only move when you think that the success rate is above 50%. Sometimes, even if the success rate is between 0 to 50, you can try. Because that is what shows that you are a person of faith. Are we together? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Moses is looking for water, and God says, speak to the rock. No, with all the chemistry you know, how does water come from a rock? How does water come from a rock? But Moses heeded to the word of God, and you know the result. Number four, I said we should redefine our circle of friends. When Jesus gave the instruction, Peter called his friends. Who are your friends? Hmm. Ask your neighbor, who are your, who are your friends? This year, if we are going to go deep, we have to redefine our circle of friends. Some of us, we have to drop that boyfriend. And drop that girlfriend. Because girlfriend, oh, Ben, I own Tina, many papa. When God is speaking, cry, you can't hear you can't hear, so you have to drop that girlfriend. It's a message. Yeah. Peter and his friends, they guarded the fish until the boat began to sink. So there are some people coming to our lives to help us to gather. Others come to scatter. You know, and we must look for those who help us to, to, to contain that which God is bring, bringing to our lives. Yeah. Don't say that, oh, God is merciful. I'll go and do some more and come back. Do some more. Then when they say, let's go, let's go club. It's Friday night, day two. Yeah, it's drumming. Oh, don't. You have to build capacity for what God has for us this year. Because this year is pregnant with many things. Yeah. Lydia, I like that you're excited at the word. (laughs) Yeah. So the next point was that Jesus should be our focus. And I said that it is possible for God to give us fish, but we live empty. We live empty. I mean, is it healing? God can give to you. Whatever it is. 
but it is possible to have whatever we are seeking and still be empty. But, I mean, God bless all those who ministered this morning from the beginning, especially the special ministrations. The songs talk about touching the heart of God. And that is what matters. It's when you have God, and that is when you hit the streets, and you know you have a rent problem, and you are still laughing. When they say, they say you are crazy. You are mad. What's going on with this guy? It's because your hope is in something or someone. Are you with me? On the other hand, there are those who have many, but they can't sleep. Many things, but they can't sleep. But of course, God can bring us into the place of abundance. But the point is, our focus should be him. So after they gathered the fish, I mean, this is going deeper. Gathered everything. They left everything. And they pursued Jesus. Because Jesus told Peter that, you are catching fish, and I'll give you plenty of fish. But look, henceforth, you catch men. In other words, whatever God brings into our lives is just a shadow. I don't know what you call it. Maybe it's forecast. We thank God. But it's still a shadow. Because what God can give, if God dispenses himself to you, can you contain? All right. So, that was last week. Hallelujah. I want us to look at the scripture at Psalm 107. We'll look at the 23rd verse and the 24th verse. This morning, I don't have much to say, so we'll quote a lot of scriptures. And I believe God to speak to us. Psalm 107, verse 23. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Let us take it again from verse 23. Are you in the house? Are you being blessed? Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. This morning, I just want to encourage us. (laughs) I just want to encourage us that God has prepared his works for us. Yeah, this year. We are going to see the works of God. Great things are going to happen. God bless you. Great things are going to happen. The works of the Lord. When we are going to see his wonders. Do you know of that scripture that says that the Lord says he will do a, a thing in Israel. And every ear that hears it will tingle. Every ear that hears it will tingle. To tingle. And this message was coming to Israel. A people who knew the works of God. But God is saying that I'll do something. And when you hear it, your ears will tingle. <laughs> but we thought we knew your works already. Get ready for God's wonders. I said, get ready for God's wonders. 
Hallelujah. I want to encourage us by saying that we should not get too familiar with the things of God. Let us not assume that we know it all. He said that they will see God's works. They will see his wonders in the deep. Those who go into the deep, they see God's wonders. They see God's wonders because they go into the deep. To be familiar is to assume that you have arrived. Another word I will use for familiar is comfortable. To be familiar is to be comfortable. When we become comfortable, we don't, we don't strive to go further because we think that we, we know it all. But it says those who go out, they, they go out, they launch out, and they go to the deep. They see the works of God. They, they encounter the wonders of God in the deep. The wonders of God are in the deep. So it takes those who go to the deep to see the wonders of God. I mean, this scripture, the background, I mean, it's talking about people moving from land and going to sea. If you're on land, you are the same as the fisherman, but when he moves out, he becomes a different person. Because out there, he experiences instant deliverance because you are, you are, you are at sea. It's not like land where you can get down and walk home. So if you see a certain animal you've not met before, you just have to believe God. They, say they see the wonders of God. I mean, scientists agree that there are parts of the sea that have not been discovered yet. Even light cannot get there. And so people who go out, they see the wonders of God. Are, are we together? Right. What does it mean? We should not be familiar with the things of God. We should not assume that, oh, I, I know so much of God. As for God, when you do A, B, C, D, then he will strike. If you do this, you'll be quiet. No. The moment you do that, you have become God and he ceases to be God. But, I mean, we've not, we are not so old. No one here is 100 years. Okay? We are not so old. But the little we have seen of God, we know God is not like that. God is sovereign. God is sovereign. So we should not be familiar with the things of God. Hmm. Hallelujah. One of the ways by which we become familiar with the things of God is to be familiar with the gifts that he has given to us. Yeah. I mean, this wisdom I got from Pastor Hort in the last two years. Wow. We're having fellowship. We're talking about. And then he said that, as for a demon, you can cast out. But familiarity, what can you do about it? We should not be familiar with the gifts God has given to us. As a preacher, to be familiar with the gifts God has given to me is to assume that I can get up and preach anytime not reading my Bible, because that's happened before, you know. Once I know how to pull a few strings, get the people along, I can speak. I'm becoming familiar. I don't know what God has called you to. I can easily use the singers, because we work together, hallelujah. To be familiar with your gifts is to assume that 
your voice is the most powerful. In Tibibia, do no no voice training, no nothing. How do you call it, Michael? Can you help me? Vocal words, warm up, no warm up. When I get up, I just come and sing. I can eat anything and drink anything. Then we are becoming familiar. Ish. How can you talk about the singers without talking about Johnny and Kimati and? We, we are going deep. Yeah. So, an instrumentalist. <laughs> Who is familiar with his or her gifts? Because I see sisters playing the organ and playing drums very soon. Yeah. So, his or her gifts. Okay. No more training. Last week after church, I was just having a conversation with Johnny and we're talking about how that to become perfect, you have to focus on the basic things. And all of us wish that we just pick the keyboard and start playing just standards. (laughs) Oh, who doesn't? That's that's, that's our dream. Yeah. But no. Bishop Doug will tell you that the only job that begins from the top is grave digging. You have to climb to the top. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, an instrumentalist who is familiar with the gift thinks that, well, I've gotten somewhere. So it's okay. No more training. And the danger to that is that if I don't go to church, they cannot play. So I'll go to church anytime I want. Hey. Let me use another synonym for comfortable and familiar. It's, it's pride. Yeah. It's pride. When we become familiar, we're actually becoming proud. Because humble people learn every time. Humble people learn. The Bible says that Jesus Christ humbled himself to the place of obedience. So humble people learn. I pray that I'll be humble all the time. And I pray that this church will be a humble church. You know. So we have to continue, I mean, getting perfect in the gifts that God has given to us. Not thinking that God has given it to me, so I'm there. No. To be familiar can also mean being familiar with the people God has placed in your lives. Ish. There's an example in my head. I don't know if I should share it. Uh, <laughs> to be familiar with the people in your life. You know, when people are in love, eh? we are going there. When people are in love, you know, when they talk for about seven hours on the phone, oh, yeah, this is means I know some of you is 10, 12 hours. You can't have a bomb all night. I don't want to come, but you can talk on the phone for 12 hours. When, when, when they are in love, let me just try to, you know, how some people end their calls. So, end the call. Oh, don't do that. End the call. Oh, end the call. I will end the call. Oh, 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 baby, are you still there? Hey, I thought you were gone. End the call. Oh, then they will laugh. Then, 
they've spoken for seven hours. That's just like 30 minutes. End the call. I will end the call. End the call. I will end the call. Because they're in love. Then the place will go silent for some time. Hello. Hey, you are still, I wanted, but you called me. No, you end the call. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, some people's example. <laughs> It's too powerful. When they marry. <laughs> Why? Because familiarity are setting. Yeah. We are, we, are, we are laying foundations. We are laying foundations. Sometimes you even travel without calling. You travel. We don't know whether you have reached Konongu or whatever. We don't, we don't even know. We don't even call. Familiarity. So being familiar, we can be familiar with the things, I mean, the people God places in our lives. And when we do that, we can't really receive the blessing that God wants to give to us. Are we together? Yeah. To go deep this year, we must strive to fight familiarity. Do your best not to be comfortable. Do your best. I remember, I, mean, I just remember, also with your permission, let me just share this. Well, Pastor Elton said, yeah, they said, I mean, we were in church when he said it. He said, I said, henceforth, we will use the nice bowls in the house to serve me because I am the one in the house. We won't keep it for visitors to come. <laughs> it's powerful. Because before you marry, when you visit your mother-in-law, I mean, the food is there on one table. Then there's soup and there's water and napkin folded and there's tissue in case you sweat whilst eating the food. Yeah. <laughs> Then maybe there is, yeah, oh no, 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 that's not serious. <laughs> but when you, when you marry, this is the food and this is the water. <laughs> Man of God, you want napkin, go to the kitchen and get it. I mean, that's when you hear the men who used to call their wives, oh baby, now it is Mama Emeka. Adwa. <laughs> Because of familiarity. Hallelujah. There's something I wanted to preach about, but my time is up. My time is up. So if Pastor Rod gives me the opportunity again, I may touch on it. So today I have talked about familiarity. Is that powerful? Now let's look at a scripture, and I'm ending with this. In Isaiah 53, verse 1. Isaiah 53, verse 1. Isaiah 53, verse 1. Hmm. So this will lay a foundation for something we may talk about later in the year. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord? Been revealed. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? This year, let us not get familiar with the word of God. Okay. Let us always see the word of God as something new. Something new. As a matter of fact, you can listen to one podcast over and over again. You know how you can recite the timetable? I've said this before. Because you have practiced it over and over again. Right now, if I ask you five, five, you say 25, without thinking. Two, one, two. 
2.8. It comes naturally without even trying to remember. So, just to mention this and then I'll round up, is that the word of God will come to us this year. We shouldn't, we shouldn't take the word of God for granted. We should not be too familiar with the word of God. Are, are we okay? It says, who has believed a report? Now watch this. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? In other words, there's always a relationship between what God says or what God has said and what he will do. Because the arm of God reveals God's action. The hand of God is God doing. It says, who has believed a report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? When Jesus said, launch out into the deep, if the disciples had said that, look, you are a carpenter's son, we know you, we are familiar with you, you have been with us, we know your mother, we know your brother, we know your sister, so you, you are not even a fisherman, why are you telling us to launch out into the deep? But they had listened to the word, Jesus had been preaching, he had been preaching and after preaching, he said launch out into the deep, so they did not even consider that to be a mere command. They considered it to be part of the preaching. He had just finished preaching. Home. So this guy, there must be something about him. He said, look, I have tried everything, but at your word. At your word. Because there's always a relationship between what God has said or what he's saying and what he will do. If God will not do it, he will not say it. The Bible says that the Lord has spoken. Who are we? We just have to prophesy. The Lord has spoken. What, what can we do but to prophesy? God will not do or he will not say what he will not do. So this year, we should not get familiar with the word of God. Hallelujah. I believe you have been blessed. Mm. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.